Welcome to the Holding Time Podcast. Here we discuss breastfeeding in all its complexity, the ups and downs, the challenges, the triumphs. Whether you're expectant, a new mother or simply interested, I hope you'll appreciate the incredible warrior women who are featured in this series. I am a second time mum, but I have three children in that my stepdaughter lives with us as well. So I've got a 21 year old, a 12 year old, and now the baby as well. So first baby was in 20s, second baby in 40s. So a bit, bit different. I'd say it's easier than in my 20s. I don't know if that's because it's the second baby or I think you cope. Well, no one copes with sleep deprivation, but I feel like I'm coping better in my 40s than I was in my 20s with the, with the, with the lack of sleep. I don't know whether you just accept it more. Whereas in your 20s, you're like, oh, for God's sake, just go to sleep. Whereas in your 40s, you're like, it's a baby, they don't sleep and just kind of suck it up. First time round, 20s, financially, you're in a di- different position to your, to when, what you are in your 40s. Um, so I've done lots more. So she goes to swimming lessons and yoga and all the things that are ridiculously expensive for the babies. But, you know, when you're in your 40s, you can you can manage to do those things. So or I can anyway this time around. Does it feel like it's another chance to do it again and do it better? Yeah, definitely. And do all the things that you, you know, I, I don't even think I thought I wanted to do those things. then. I don't even know if you did swimming lessons for babies 20 years ago. No. Yeah, even if they did, I don't think I would have been able to afford it um, at, at that point. So, but no, it is. It's it's nice, and I just think probably a bit more confident to ask questions, to challenge things when that come. You know, when a professional says something, it doesn't necessarily mean it's right or it's right for your baby anyway. So, yeah, it just it just feels quite different. And how was breastfeeding with your first child? The first time round, I decided that I wanted to breastfeed. No one in my family had ever breastfed, so I'd never seen anyone breastfeed. And so uh, I decided I wanted to do it. Just thought that you just kind of put them on and then it just worked. Went into hospital, had quite a traumatic labour. I was induced with Emily um, and she just wasn't ready to be born. When, when they looked at me, she would have been late. If she'd been left to her own devices, she wouldn't have even come at 40 weeks. It probably would have been a 42 week kind of then induced so she was born at 37 weeks so she was kind of five weeks earlier than she probably would have been so wasn't ready to come out and then and then when I breastfed her it didn't work just work (laughs) put her on couldn't latch her at all Um, and in those days the nurses just kind of grabbed your breast grabbed the baby's head and tried to shove the two together um, and the baby was screaming. Um, I was crying. It was just horrible. Um, and then the nurse just said, oh, for God's sake, just put her on formula. So I was like, OK. So she brought a little, they had little bottles with teats on. So she just brought them. She said, there you go. Just give her these. And um, so I gave her those and then um, went home. And I just lost, I just lost all confidence with it, but still decided I wanted to to feed her. So I started expressing. So I was, I was expressing all of the time, um, which was really tiring. You know, hats off to women who do it. 
who are kind of expressing them feeding, them sterilising all the bottles. They are just uh, wonder women doing doing all of that. I don't know where they get time to do anything else. So I did that and I did it for, I can't remember exactly, but um, I reckon probably about two months, something like that, maybe a bit longer. And then I put her onto formula. And when she went on to formula, she became really constipated, horrendously constipated, where she was bleeding from her behind and it was horrible. But then it was too late. She was on formula. So we just had to kind of swap the formula over and try and make the best of it. And eventually she she got sorted. I had to wean her early because she was so skinny. She was vomiting all the time. It was awful. It was really, really bad. So this time when I had Nancy... I just thought I'm determined to to breastfeed, so I um, got books, I watched videos, I went to um, classes before, I went and saw, I don't know whether I'm the only person to ever do it, but I went to go and see the lactation consultant before she was even born to just have a conversation about what had happened last time and just felt better prepared than the first time and and I suppose more prepared for the fact it wasn't just going to, I wasn't just going to go like that and she was just going to feed and it'd be magic. It might work for some people like that, but the more people I speak to, I don't think there are many people that that happens for. I interview quite a lot of women and I estimate it's about one in 20. Yeah. Five percent. Do they? They're just like, oh, it's natural. Once I had Nancy this time, there wasn't the support. There was no support in the hospital. Different nurses were coming in and, and trying to give advice, but it just... You know, some of them, without being awful, were student nurses and hadn't breastfed themselves. So they were trying to, they they must have been on a course and were trying to recount what the course had said, which I was like, I've probably read more than you've read about it and been on more online courses. And I've also tried to breastfeed. Yeah, so it it was just, there was nobody there and, and an older nurse came in. And she just said, can I put my hands on you? She said, because we're not supposed to touch you anymore. Um, and I said, yeah, that's fine. She tried to get her latched on and, and did manage. But it was just, it's not a natural environment. There was no support there. So um, our next door neighbour messaged my partner and said, congratulations on the baby. If you need any support when you come out, I'm a, a volunteer with Koala. who are the breastfeeding support people on Will, I think in Liverpool as well. So I came home, I discharged myself because I thought I'm not having, I wasn't having any drugs anymore in hospital because I'd had a section. There was no breastfeeding support. So I just thought I'll just go home, it's easier. And then she came round um, and just being at home and karma just helped me. And I used shields. So I used shields. I've used them for probably about the first three months. It's, it's probably over the past maybe two or three weeks that she's latching on fine without shields and which makes life a bit easier because I'm not covered in milk all the time when I pull them off. They're a bit of a faff, aren't they? Yeah. I got used to them, to be honest. I was all right. I could put them on without looking and, yeah, it was fine. But I think with that as well, there's a lot of, even in the books, it's, you know, don't use the shields and they, people don't want you to use shields, which I understand that you become, can become over-reliant. But for me, it made the difference between breastfeeding and not breastfeeding. Bringing about cultural change is really slow, painful, yeah. exhausting. You've just got to get more, haven't you? I was at yoga yesterday and 
there's eight of us there and seven of us breastfeed, which is really nice. We all went out for lunch yesterday, so there were seven of us all breastfeeding in the restaurant, which I think it just when you're doing it in a group of women like that, you just feel so much better than doing it on your own. I do do it when I'm on my own, but I think you're more conscious of whether you're covered or whether anyone can see, or I certainly am. I was yesterday, no one cared. They were like, well, if you want to look, there's seven of us you can have a look at. And no one was looking anyway, no one cared. In a way, people do need to look. That's yeah. the weird thing is that yeah. in order to overturn these barriers yeah. that people have, one of the ways of overturning it is to let people see it. Yeah. And that yeah. is kind of why I, I started making the portraits into animations, because yeah. it's not just an image. You, you can only see so much in an image. But when you see yeah. women moving, you really then can... Yeah. You know, we're inviting people to stand in front of a mother that's breastfeeding and watch majority of my friends don't have children and so the breastfeeding thing again they're a bit like this is a bit weird but I was telling them about all the things that I'd read which I didn't know about breastfeeding about immune system um, about how you the consistency of the breast milk changes you know, if it's hot weather or cold weather or your baby's ill or and stuff around the if you if you tandem feed that you your breasts will produce different milk for whichever child. It's just amazing things. And I was telling them about that. Um, and, and they're a little bit older than me, so they're, they're not going to have children. But they were saying, we've never, ever heard of that. Never heard of it. And I hadn't. And you just think, why? Why don't people? Why isn't that common knowledge? I suppose for me, the the issue is that women are convinced about breastfeeding and it's it's when I talk to them a lot of the time mostly what they talk about is the lack of support around them mm. and it's not even necessarily I do think they need more professional help but they they mainly need much more family support and then community support women are kind of damned if they do and they're damned if they don't I guess my thoughts are that the only way out of that whole is to empower ourselves to talk mm. about it ourselves and to, to cl- reclaim it as our own territory and maybe now there are more older women giving birth I just think you maybe are a bit more confident to say no I am doing this and and to challenge I know I certainly was from my 20s to to my 40s you kind of realize that professionals they have quite a lot of the answers but they don't have all the answers mm. not applicable to every single baby and and you can challenge them whereas when you're in your 20s you kind of or I did I just like well they obviously know and I don't thanks for listening and thanks to everyone involved our funders Cheshire and Merseyside Women's Health and Maternity Programme Arts Council England Lottery Awards their support, along with all the amazing mothers and partners who have helped to make this project happen. You can find out more about the project by visiting holdingtime.org.